Hello, all you gore fiends and horror hounds. This is Brett from Dimension Z. Joined as I always am by Greg of the Dead. How you doing, man? Happy New Year. Also joined by Brandon from the Black Lagoon. That's the first. And intern Corey. Hello. We got the whole gang together. Uh, if you guys were around last year, we're just doing the same thing. We're going to talk about most of, we saw too many, but most of what we saw this year. And then we'll rank our top five at the end of the episode. Uh, horror movies that we saw this year. New releases, not just new things we watched. One of us saw way too many, and one of <laughs> us saw like a handful, because mostly watches movies that are black and white. I may have taken advantage of some stuff. <laughs> so, so we're only covering horror, right? Because Oppenheimer's movie of the year, we already know that. It is most certainly not. Everyone knows my thoughts <laughs> on that movie. I like the sequel to Oppenheimer way better. Oh, yeah, After Effects, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll touch <laughs> on that one. All right, so 2023 was a weird year for movies. Like, I don't know if you guys follow box office stuff. It's like one of those weird things I won't follow, and then I'll just deep dive on it. This was the most unpredictable year that we've seen in years and years, and we had studios dropping tens of millions of dollars on budgets only to not even make that back on things that were <laughs> surefire hits like three years ago. And then things that had no business performing well just destroying at the box office. So where our typical hits didn't do that well and these underdogs did great, horror, I feel like, kept its regular baseline. Like, never bet against it. It's never going to destroy the box office, but it's never going to yeah. bomb. It seems like it held through the year. Yeah, it's it was definitely a weird year for Hollywood. I think, I think people are getting tired of the same old stick, and I think... For the horror movies, at least, I think we have a wide array of things, even on this list, that are just different enough to keep people interested. Well, and even like how the I remember last year stayed pretty steady throughout the year of like the releases coming out. We got like front loaded yeah. at the beginning. Then there was this whole middle part where me and Greg were like, we would like love to go see a horror movie right now in theaters. And there was just nothing to see. And then, of course, like September, October time comes around and everything comes back. But I think we're still seeing the uh, aftershocks of COVID. Everybody's trying to get all those movies rushed out. And then you had the writer's strike on top of that. So I think yeah. that kind of screwed up the timeline for this year a little bit. And the actor's strike. Oh, yeah. The SAG. And yeah. The other thing. I, when I'm looking at this year, I'm like, man, it, it's kind of light compared to last year. And then I just remember last year was, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say one of the best release years horror has ever oh, seen. Yeah. Yeah. So if I'm taking last year out of the equation, that's like, eh, still a decent year for horror. It's just when you follow up 2022, you're not going to win. And it's still doing better than it was there for a little while. If we got some great movies this year, but like you said, it wasn't like the insane, like insane, like it was last year. But it compared to God ten years ago. Oh yeah, we def we definitely didn't get our Terrifier two this year. No, I, I was, there, that, there was nothing that I would say was Terrifier two level, like of surprise, of like holy shit. There's I mean, one for I, me, definitely. I'll hit it. Oh, uh, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. I take that back. Horny old man movie. Other thing I want to point out is 
last year, a lot of original concepts were, like, dominating my list and everything. This year, like, franchises really hit back in a big way. From the top ten grossing horror movies this year, nine of them were based on previous IPs or a sequel or a prequel or something like that. Megan being the only exception of a complete original concept of the top ten grossing horrors from this year. And did you see next year where it's like what to look forward to in 2024? It's all like twos and threes and fours. I saw no yeah. original movie in the list. <laughs> oh no, the list I said you had a bunch of original ones. What, Scream just... seven, guys. Scream seven. <laughs> That's, That's not right. happening. We'll get into that some other time. <laughs> That's gonna be Greg's new Indiana Jones of like, oh, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> no, that's definitely not happening soon. I'll say that. <laughs> nope. All right. All Let's right. get into this thing because we watched a lot of movies. Yeah. Uh, starting off, we saw Megan at the very beginning of the year, which we enjoyed. Um, and it was nice because it's a PG-13 horror movie and that gets it's a good like introduction for younger people to come into horror. It's not great, though, because it's a PG-13 horror movie and you have to go see it in theaters with crying little girls who sing to herself because she's so goddamn scared. And I will say this was this was legitimately the worst theater experience I ever had in my life. One hundred percent like but and the fact I still like the movie should say something about this. This is actually my most rewatched new release of the year. I've seen this. A fair amount of times I've watched since. The early release definitely helps it with that. But yeah, this is definitely my most rewatched new horror of the year. It was comical how bad the theater was. Yeah, it was almost like, are we being punked right now? Yeah. And then they got kicked out the last minute. They got kicked out and the credits started rolling. And the one literally said, well, the movie's over anyway. I, mean, I don't know what you, I had a great experience watching this. Because I watched it from home. That's right. Yeah. I will not see a PG-13 horror movie in theaters anymore. <laughs> no. I uh Well, I very rarely leave the uh the intern cave as it's as it's as you guys know anymore. There's hey, a Corey, chicken you want to come behind him. <laughs> hey, hey Corey, you want to come see a movie with us? No. Is it on streaming? But this movie hit a lot of my favorite things. I love sci-fi like AI tech taking over horror and everything, and it had its very fun moments. So yeah, no, I definitely love Megan. It wasn't a favorite for me, um, but I, I appreciate the doll, and I love the scene of her dancing down the hallway. That yeah. will forever live on for me. Dude, the James Wan, Akila Cooper team, I want yeah. them to work together forever. Yeah, they're good. Dan- dancing down the hall with one of those paper cutters, which I've always yes. said is a very underutilized weapon in horror. It is. I mean, I'm always a sucker for any kind of, you know, child's play thing coming to life and killing things. You know, child's play, Puppet Master, Annabelle. <laughs> so I I really like this one. Uh, coming up next, we have a, a surprise hit that I'm almost afraid to talk about due to the uh, lack of melanin in my skin. But we have the blackening. Um, honestly, what drew me to this movie in the first place was the tagline. We can't all die first. <laughs> this was fun. Like, I had a lot of fun with this one. Um, there was elements of a lot of different horror movies in it. There was a good twist in it. I, I recommend it, honestly. Blackening was a lot of fun. I liked it, too. Didn't see it. I didn't either. I, w- um, I would honestly... 
Brandon, especially, I think you would really enjoy. Really? I, I think you would find it a lot of fun. Brett. Why? Um, it references. It, it deals with a lot of movie tropes, like okay. Ed pointed out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, uh, I saw Talk to Me this year. I think it's probably the first good Zoomer horror movie we've seen. Um, long story short, they find a magical hand, and the magical hand lets you talk to talk to the dead if you hold on to it. Um, and it drives starts driving the main character a little crazy because she sees her mom. Um, really good, really tense. All of the the ghost stuff was really uncomfortable, and I, I really enjoyed it. I love Talk to Me so much. Um, yeah. This had a bunch of things going against it for me. One, I hate possession movies. I won't lie. They are not yes. my thing. It's 90% of the time I'm going to meh when there's a possession movie. This one did it so well for me to love it. And like you said, last year we had Bodies, 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 and the newest Texas Chainsaw Massacre and everything. And I felt like <laughs> the terrible. biggest old man being like, I don't like these Zoomers. But this one, I'm like, no, this portrays them in a real way, and I like yeah. it. And this was great. I loved it. I um, this was one I didn't see this one until really just a couple weeks ago, and I went in, seeing that it was a Zoomer movie. I'm like, this is this is not going to go well for me. I loved it. I absolutely yeah. like a, just another A24 that I fell in love with. Um, like Greg, I'm not always the biggest possession movie guy but this one was fun like the gore effects the goat they didn't do that stupid stretchy face yeah <laughs> possession ghost that i hate that is my I number one i that i hate that effect more than anything else so um yeah talk to me is a definite recommend for me i love the effect on her eyes too mm -hmm. like that her whole face transformation is great Dude, it's like the, the exorcism gore. of yes. Emily Rose when like she's in the corner and she's all like <laughs> like it's just funny I didn't see this one either but it actually looked like at first it was like oh big budget fucking insidious looking movie fuck you That's no like it, it actually looked pretty okay I saw like a quick review on it it's like I'll check this out at some point yeah oh it's coming up don't worry this one's definitely getting picked this coming year oh absolutely next I have kill her goats uh, this movie tricked me. It advertised <laughs> a new slasher starring Kane Hodder. And I'm like, Victor Crowley and Jason, I'm in. Hell yeah. And when they say starring, what they mean is they got Kane Hodder for an afternoon. <laughs> and he is in it for approximately two minutes of the movie. And the rest is even pointed out in the credits. Like, Playboy models in their first roles of all time with extended showering scenes and doing their damn best to just act dialogue through the whole beginning. They're trying. They're not actors, most of them, so I guess they're doing their best. And I, I don't, didn't hate it. I'll say that. This is a straight-up trash movie. I didn't hate it. I don't know if I'd watch it again. I'd cover it on the show type deal, maybe watch it again. I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. Does the goat die? Do they kill her goat? No. Is it a metaphor? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm a lot like Greg on this one. I was I I feel I felt tricked by this movie. Um I wanted to like it a lot. Um there was some cool parts, but unless I'm forced to watch it for the show, I probably won't watch it again. 
That sounds like my review of every movie ever. <laughs> I think Greg saves me because he's like, oh, new Kane Hodder movie. I pre-ordered it. And I was like, I'm about to pre-order it too, maybe. You let me know how it is. And he's just like, no, nah, Kane Hodder's in it for like two minutes. I'll say this. They know how to package a physical release, though. Steelbook, art cards, stickers, uh, sign shit, everything. I'm like, I'll give them that 100% with the no productions. They know how to package a physical release. I mean that as a sincere compliment. Up next, we have the surprise hit of 2023. This movie was way better than it had any right to be. And I love all the love that we personally got from this movie. We're talking Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. <laughs> I loved it. That's all I can say about this one without spoiling anything. They understood the assignment, and I loved it. It's so much fun. I've already, like, seen a couple people, like, other people's, like, wrap-up of the year. And everyone, they get to this movie, and they just shit all over it. Like, oh, dude, this, this. They, like, nitpick at it like crazy. It was a fun movie. And like you said, we like get to talk to the guys that did it on Twitter or X or whatever it is all the time. Because we're like the one show that was like, yay, we can't wait for the second one. This this year, especially for me, has been a year where movies are kind of like, especially horror movies are getting self-aware. And I love it. And it's, it, it's a stupid premise. You make Woody the Pooh a killer because... He Christopher Robin left and they had to fend for themselves and it works so well and I enjoyed every second of it every second of him just him taking a break to get a eat uh, to eat some honey was just great to me I love the entire thing I love the fact that you love this movie Brandon I'm I'm getting soft I'm sorry <laughs> I thought you for sure that of the four of us you would hate this movie I started out the movie I hated it and then by halfway through I was just all in for it I was I was so happy with it. I think what we see where so many people are like just shit destroying this movie is this movie is a low budget like small slasher movie and yeah. we watch those kind of movies so I know what kind of standard to hold it to. This movie got major like mainstream media press and everything so I think a lot of people who only watch your conjurings your big slasher franchises like right. Friday Nightmares and things like that to them that's as far as horror goes tuned in to check this out and not being aware of this low budget indie world they're like fuck this and <laughs> us who are all in on the cheesy low budget indie world we're like no this did it really well you yeah. guys just haven't experienced what else is out there elites is my take is it a perfect movie no i'm not coming <laughs> out here to say that but did it do exactly what i expected it to do if not a little better yes where are they from where are the is the team from that made this movie it's uh uk UK, okay. Hi, Scott. Hi, Reese. I hope I can meet you next. Uh, I saw Infinity Pool. Um, I This was almost my top movie of the year. I really... Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That scene, Greg. Um, <laughs> I, I, it's Brandon Cronenberg following in his dad's footsteps really well. And it's really trippy. It kind of reminded me of Eyes Wide Shut mixed with body gore, more body gore into it. Mia Goth is Mia Goth. Alexander Skarsgård is amazing in it. There's a lot of interesting choices, I'll say, for some of the more sexual content. But it just adds to the uncomfortableness of the whole thing. And I really liked how it ended. 
I watching it that I watched it like one time, like at the long, long ago at the beginning yeah. of the year. So I remember just little bits of it. But I remember it's like really weird and kind of cool. I like yeah. Mia Goth. Like she's one of the ones now she shows up and it's like a Barbara Crampton almost. I was like, oh, OK, cool. At least like there'll be good. Um, I just like, like when we got to hear Mia Goth's like full real voice towards the end of the movie. Yes. <laughs> when she was sitting on the hood of the car. That was Dude. a great scene. Two things about this movie. We see Alexander Skarsgård come on a rock. Um, yeah. And then the other thing is, it's like just really well mixing like a morality play movie with a body horror movie. And I thought it did that very well. Like without spoiling it, I think that's as far as I can go with it. I think you can touch on the fact that it has to do with like, how far are you willing to go for if you're powerful enough and you're rich enough, how far are you willing to go to get what you want kind of thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, the rich have definitely different standards of punishment than everyone else. It's definitely covered. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, de- I definitely enjoyed this one. I, I enjoyed this one more than I thought I would. Because going into it, I wasn't sure. I wa- I probably watched this one two or three times. And I and I, I definitely, I never got tired. Of it, so, yeah. yeah. I, I trust Brandon Cronenberg. I like Possessor, so. Next up, we have Scream Takes a Boat with Scream 6. <laughs> it's, it's the one where they go to New York City, and they actually, well, kind of, go to New York City. Go it was good. Manhattan. I liked it. Um, there was definitely, like, a nice little uh, Friday the 13th Part 8 nod in there, which I enjoyed. Um, I think there was, like, a No Dogs in Space poster in the background, too, which was cool. Um, but, you know, Scream 6 was fun. I wish that there wasn't all this stupid drama that's going on with it because yeah. I was so excited for what they were going to be doing with the series. Now that yeah, pump, if you can give us this quality and it's this good, I like the brand new characters that you introduced. Like Nev Campbell's not in this one. Yeah. You miss her, but it's like, not like it's, there's like a hole in the movie of like, well, that's where she would have been or something. I liked it. It's too bad that like, it's not going to continue. One fuck spied last for ruining my one of the best slasher series before the movie even came out <laughs> but you said yeah you miss nev campbell and of course nev campbell's always welcome sydney she's been in all of them but if i'm being honest it probably should have moved away from sydney a while ago anyway because yeah. they all keep just targeting this one person like yeah. to let the series grow i was actually 100 percent fine with them just focusing on the new cast and of course i want to see sydney come back at some point definitely but no, I thought this was like the next natural step for the series to take. And I think switching the location up and everything, I think it did well for this series. I thought it went pretty good. I enjoyed it. Um, spoiler, didn't make my top five at the end of the year. Was considered, though, oh. but didn't make it. But no, I really liked it. This is one of the yeah. ones I thought was go for sure make your top five. No, it was up there. Like, there was a few that I knew I had to knock off. Like, it was like a top yeah. seven. I felt so bad for the two that didn't make it. I wasn't a big fan of the previous movie. Um, but this one I did enjoy from the fact that it kind of transforms that killer into, oh, it's in the family kind of thing. Um, and I, and finally we're in a different change of location as well, too. I was kind of happy about that as well. Yeah, I like this one. I mean, it's definitely sad that this is probably the last of the Scream, Scream series. As for a know. long time, at least. With, yeah. with all the bull crap that's going on. Um, but, like, I've stayed like Scream was always a weird series for me. I went from loving it to hating it to kind of liking it to hating it. So I'm back in now, and now they've taken it away from me again. 
I know like five really made me love the series and now look, but it, it, spoiler free, but you know, each screen movie has like the opening. I love what they did with this opening. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. This is the opening best opening of a screen movie. And I look forward to seeing Shriek from the Book of Scream coming soon to theaters. <laughs> <laughs> I know we got to move on with your next one, Corey, but how dare you insult the opening from the original Scream like that? This was good, but that's my favorite horror opening of all time. <laughs> Scream's big cousin, Holler. <laughs> <laughs> next, we got Knock at the Cabin. M. Night's back. Uh, I watched this towards the beginning of the year. And it was fine, is the way I'll say it. I don't mean to insult it. It was fine. I won't give it any more than that, but I won't take away more than that either. Like, it was fine. That was it. I'm like, I'll probably, I'll never watch this again unless we do it for the show. I, he, let's be real. M. Knight's just been like, came off so strong when his career started. And he's just mm -hmm. been treading water, trying not to sink ever since. He bobs down, but then comes back to the surface. And it's just a constant game of this for his career ever since. And this is, I guess, him still floating a little bit, but he's not getting towards that island yet. What a twist! I, I, I love M. Night Shyamalan. I will always support an M. Night Shyamalan movie, because every time I see his name pop up on screen, I think of the scene from The Simpsons. Stop it! He's already dead! Um... <laughs> I, I need to know, was it better than old? Yeah, it was better than old. Okay, then I'll watch it. <laughs> the, like, right, this movie was fine, unless you take Dave Batista out of it. You take Dave Batista out of this movie, and it's terrible. That's kind of what I got from the trailer. Dude, how has Dave Batista, who I thought was only going to get movies based on being a giant muscle man, legitimately, as far as acting goes, become the best wrestler-turned-actor out of any of them, if you ask me. Don't yeah. know! He's the best one to do it. He's but what like, Dwayne he Johnson made... wishes he could be. He made me, like, legit feel bad for him in this movie. Yeah. Like, like a pro wrestler has no business evoking this much emotion from a movie. Good job, sir. Because <laughs> he's going to listen to this. <laughs> Uh, up next, we have one that I'm assuming that I'm the only one of the four of us that saw. Um, a title from, like that. From my, one of, one of, if not my favorite movie studio, Full Moon Features, Bad CGI Gator. Charles Band had nothing to do with it other than it being on his, on his oh. production from his company, Greg. <laughs> you know, you're going to have to meet him in March, right? I'm not He's meeting gonna, him. I'm paying for him. I'm going to pay for him to take a picture with you. Greg's no, just going to stand at, such thing. He's going to stand on the other side of the room with his arms crossed, just staring at him. I'm bigger than you. I'm going to put you in the sleeper hold and drag you into the pit. Ooh, that would actually be a really fun picture. Unconscious Greg. They throw him at so, your hand. So was it a bad CGI gator? Yes, it was. And they All actually, right. like, they, like, the movie itself, like, it's not like Shark the Puss where they pretend the thing is natural. No, like, the one character keeps saying, goes, it looks wrong. It just doesn't even look real. <laughs> so it's All like, right. in real life, if the if we're taking the movie as 100% real, the alligator actually looks like this. Yes. Okay, I understand. <laughs> like, it's... It's fun for a watch. Um, it's... It's just fun and goofy, and it comes in at under an hour. It's only like fifty, like fifty-five minutes long. I think. Good. Like it, it, it's another one of those movies. Not 
it understands what it's supposed to do. It does it well, and it was it was fun. I recommend it for a watch. Just know that you're going into watching a movie called Bad CGI Gator, and that's what you're getting. Spoiler alert. Yeah. The title is the spoiler alert. <laughs> to stay on the animal attack movies, I guess, <laughs> we have, I have Cocaine Bear, which was fun to watch and it kind of started this whole subgenre now of it's animals on different drugs which is interesting i always like a new subgenre kind of thing and what people would do with it cocaine bear was okay i thought there was going to be more like i did it seems like they didn't know exactly what they wanted to do with it of i had fun with it but i don't think i'd really watch it again it's worth one watch if you want kind of a goofy-ish thing but i think they could have done more with the premise i love memes um i love meme news headlines um this was just a slog to get through for me <laughs> i i didn't enjoy really anything except the bear the cgi terrible the the bad cgi bear um <laughs> ripping apart and then just taking a break to snort more cocaine i i i, I didn't like it at all <laughs> i couldn't I've actually watched this one a couple times. I know, shock to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I'm not saying it's not. It's not a great movie. I don't think. I don't think it did exactly everything I thought it was going to do. But I got bears. I got cocaine. I got killing. I was happy. I liked it just because there's a scene where the bear rips someone's limb off who was covered in cocaine and then just does like a line off of a severed <laughs> leg. I'm like, okay, yeah. you know what? You you got my price of admission and I feel like I got my money's worth for that. Again, it's hey. self-aware. I'll give it that. And I like the lady um, park ranger. I forget, this character actor somebody. Like there was that bit in BoJack Horseman where they kept like referencing her, but she was funny. Uh, my biggest disappointment of the year. Uh, Bo is afraid. Ari, what the fuck are you doing? Um, I don't, I don't even know what to say about this movie, except I, this is a spoiler, just penis. I mean, that's, that's the whole point of the movie is a penis. I, I, I think there's something about mental trauma in there. Joaquin Phoenix was good. <laughs> so I love Ari Aster. I love Midsommar. I love Hereditary. Yeah. Um, I saw that runtime and I went, well, Brandon will watch it. And it's... tell me if I should watch it. And <laughs> it when I talked it. to you about it, you said, please watch it because I didn't like it. I want to talk to someone about it. And <laughs> that's not a recommendation for me to actually watch it. So I did not. I saw like a slight review. I saw a slight review on it and it looked interesting, kind of. It's like one of these nights when I'm tired of watching Curse of Frankenstein for a 10th time this year. It's like, oh, let's watch something new, maybe. I like do want to check it out at some point, just as from the scene of him trying to like cross the street and the guy is like fucking with him the whole time. Like, it I just seems say, like a, it's a panic attack movie, is what it I will feels say. Like. It did, it did trick me in the beginning. I love the beginning. Like, the first third of the movie is fantastic and then it just keeps going. Next we get, which is the most recent new release that I've watched this year, like watching, not released, is When Evil Lurks. Because look, everyone made a huge deal about this movie in October, and it was like, oh shit, we have our end of the year wrap up, one of us needs to see this. And I watched it more out of obligation, but holy shit am I glad I watched this movie. 
Um, I don't know how to describe it. It's not a zombie movie, and it's not a possession movie, but there's literally an evil spreading, and they're aware of this, the rotten, and it just makes everything go terrible. All I will say is there is a mauling scene that came out of nowhere to me, and my jaw was on the floor when I saw this, and I went, oh my god, holy shit, when I saw this. I'm going to watch this movie now just for that, after that Terrifier bedroom scene recommendation you gave me. It, it's all in Spanish, it's subtitled, it's on Shudder. Yeah. I definitely recommend checking this one out. I was literally just going to ask, I'm like, is this the one that was all in Spanish on Shudder that I started, but it was really <laughs> late at night, so I couldn't read a movie? <laughs> I'll tell you what, first 25 minutes were a push to get through. But like I said, I'm like, I'm doing my duty for, duty for the show. I'm going to make sure one of us has at least seen this one. And then it picked up in a big way, and I loved it. Grace's it was, duty. It was definitely one I wanted to see, but like I said, I watch a lot of movies like overnight, and sometimes reading a movie at 3 a.m. is hard. Yeah. Um, up next, we had one that I wanted to like so bad. I just couldn't. The Pope's ex- Exorcist, starring that, not Kurt Russell. There's a guy the from, yeah, the, the the guy from the thing with the swords fighting around the world. Yeah, <laughs> Russell. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> this was not a great year for uh, exorcism movies, was it? It was not. Um, no, no. Year has been good for exorcism movies since the eighties. There's been like, one good time for exorcism movies, and it was The Exorcist. Yeah, <laughs> Exorcist Three was okay. Yeah. Um, this like if you've ever watched The Da Vinci Code and said, you know what, I wish this had more demons possessing people in it, and Fat Russell Crowe, this is the movie for you. If you've never said that in your life, this is not the movie for you. Don't insult Jarrell like that. Who? Wasn't he Jarrell in Man of Steel? I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> he might have. I don't been. watch the. I don't watch the stupid like... kitty comic book movies, Brandon. <laughs> I remember. I all remember from the movies Kevin Costner sticking his hand out like no. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I can no. remember. Only you don't, can prevent tornadoes. Don't save me. I really want to die. <laughs> <laughs> this is important for your character arc. Well, next up. We have, and this was, we were saying that it's a bad year for Exorcist movies. It's a great year for Dracula. So we got two great ones, starting with Renfield. Holy shit, we finally got Nicolas Cage <laughs> as Dracula, one of his, like, one of the roles he always wanted to do. And you can tell, because he does a really good job of it. Of This is like a horror comedy. And it reminds you of if it was like a 90s like crime type movie also kind of wedged in there but it works somehow and a lot of it is nicholas holt as renfield and nicholas cage as dracula are just and they're so amazing together but you can tell nicholas cage wanted to do this movie for so long and he put everything into it even though it's wacky kind of comedy this feels like an early 2000s slasher comedy movie, and I love every second of it. You got those early scenes, too, where he's reenacting the old black and white movies. Oh, my um, God. The soundtrack made... I came. Happy. I, I, <laughs> I was sitting I in the theater. Thanks. Um, <laughs> and I, I saw they, they superimposed the faces on the original footage. I was just yeah. like, yeah. It's, my old, it's my favorite actor with playing my 
like favorite living actor. This We're is gonna the have to move on. He's gonna be ever. on the screen for a while. No, oh, he rats, just did it again. Rats, thousands, millions of them. <laughs> I like that this serves as a legacy sequel to a movie from 1931, yeah. and that's just yeah. fucking wild to me. Like that's great. Now we said our positives, and I actually have more. Uh, I, I'll try not to spoil, but there's a part where Dracula just yells "Hell, Satan!" and throws up the horns. Oh, before something that's happens. Great. That's wild. That's as far as I'll go. There is one force in this movie. I want to like Aquafina. I don't I know why. It. She no. seems like she'd be a fun person to hang out with, not yeah. in a movie. But man, do I hate her character in this movie so bad. And why is it there? There's no reason for her yeah. character to be in there. And she just drags it down so bad. I'm sorry. But like that part just knocked it down a couple point ratings for me when I watched it. Because it went from this awesome like dracula the original set in a modern day movie to now we have this random crime plot it's and weird that that's what? all that did knock it down for me a fair amount but i still enjoyed this movie quite a bit i enjoyed it more on a rewatch knowing that i was kind of getting that more and then i was more open to that and i enjoyed it more as much as i don't like aquafina though i think that added to the like early 2000s aesthetic of it yeah definitely i was just like I, I had to watch this one two or three times before I, like, the first time I saw it, I'm like, okay, like you said, Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Holt, great. Everything else, trash. Like, I didn't like this movie the first time I watched it. You guys kept saying, like, kept talking about, like, it's good, but, you know, it's good. So I watched it again. I'm like, okay, it's better. On a third watch, I can honestly say I do like this movie. It's definitely not my favorite of the year, but, like, the Nicolas Cage and Nicolas Holt stuff, really bring this movie up to a level where I like, and I would pay just to watch just a move, a, a Brett style conversation movie of Nicholas Holt and Nicholas Cage's characters talking to each other. Oh yeah. Well, because we get the giant grandiose Dracula stuff where it's the speeches, but then we get a few scenes of that, of just Dracula almost just fucking with him, just conversing and stuff. Um, I had like real quick. I know I can go on about this movie forever and Greg's going to make me stop. I love like he said that it's like a continuation from the 31 movie of like he was in like a castle. Then he's in this grand mansion. Now he's living in like the basement of a hospital in New Orleans. This is where like time has taken him now. Like he's lost all of his money. They've had to move way too many times. I just want to throw one more thing out about this movie. For a movie that's not straight up horror and is more horror comedy, I love how many like horror, like mainly horror actors they got for little bit roles. You have the girl from Terrifier. You have um, Brewster from Fright Night in it. You have Stretch from Texas Chainsaw 2 in it. And just these small roles for all of them. But I love like they kind of brought all these people in just to fill the movie out. That's all. Yeah. Uh... Up next, I saw Evil Dead Rise. I really enjoyed it. I don't remember a lot of it because I saw this early on in the year as well. I'll have to rewatch it. Um, but I do remember the the mom, Alyssa Sutherland. She was fantastic in it. Her makeup was so creepy. Her acting, when she's looking through that keyhole in the middle, um, the gore, top notch. As always, it's an Evil Dead movie. Uh, fun watch. Give it a watch. No, I liked it. Um, this was a theater watch. Um and I was always like, okay, what's it going to be like? I know we've gotten one without Bruce Campbell. We had that like remake or whatever you want to, alternate dimension. I don't know what that movie is. I yeah. liked it though. 
And this one was good too. It still holds on to that feeling of Evil Dead, of it's like fucking brutal, but it also can be wacky. But it misses that Sam Raimi touch. Sam Raimi, you're alive. Make these movies. These are your movies. Wood chipper. That's all I got. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I love this. The the what I thought was gonna be the best score, they played it up in the trailer. Uh I remember like Fright Rags had a shirt before the movie. They came out with the cheese grater. I'm like, mm. cheese grater scene didn't really get me to be honest. I've seen ECW, I saw the Sandman take that to Tommy Dreamer's head before. It, yeah. Like so the cheese grater give me but there was other shit that got me. There was a tattoo gun scene I'll throw up. Oh, yeah. There's a glass inside a throat scene. There's a bunch of other stuff that holy shit just did great. I I loved this movie. Yeah, it's yeah. Like the cheese grater is cool. It's like, oh, and it's like a cool like thing to show. Like, oh, you want to see this movie, the Evil Dead movie? Look, a cheese grater. What would we do with that? But yeah, it was all right. But yeah, the glass scene was way more brutal. Yeah. yeah. And what Brandon said, Alyssa Sutherland honestly sells this movie for sure. She was terrifying in the best way. Like, she was great. You know. I owe her more, people. Give, give her more work. Yes. Yeah. Well, next, uh, this is one I'm going to guess I may have been the only one to see, was Mad Heidi. I didn't see it. Why so this so was a grindhouse retelling of Heidi, Girl from the Alps. And it hmm. is fucking wild. It's actually all done in Switzerland, and these people want to force people to eat Swiss cheese. And this girl who's lactose intolerant... This should relate to Corey. Makes a stand. She has to fight a dude in a Robo Minotaur suit. Like at the end, it's fucking insane. I love this movie. So, you just sold me on this movie even more because I didn't realize it was a movie that was shitting on that bitch Shirley. A movie that that bitch Shirley Temple did. <laughs> because fuck Shirley Temple. I hate her more than Brett hates Cisco and Ebert. Um. So yeah, now I'm definitely 100% sold on this one. And uh, yeah, definitely watch it. I hope you're rotting. <laughs> well, next we have Onyx the Fortuitous. Notice me, senpai. Notice me. I don't know. Um, I absolutely love these character-driven movies, like a Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure, or like the Ernest movies. Of you have an interesting, fun character that then you kind of just make a movie around of just like, what's fun things we can have them do and stuff. And at first I, cause I like the Onyx character. I've been following him online for like so yeah. long. He'd pop up every once in a while as a weird Arby's guy or something. And I love his like speech pattern and stuff. It's just fun to do. And I was glad I can't wait to cover this movie at some point. Cause I get a new impression to do, but um, no, this was fun at first. It, what didn't exactly grab me, but as the movie goes on, it's not like an earnest where it starts out as immediately like, but it's big and wacky. It's like, he's a wacky character, but he's much more subdued than you're kind of used to with the characters of this kind. But as the movie goes on, you really start feeling for him and you actually really start to like him. And I hope he gets to do more of these. Like, I like this guy. Um, yeah, I, I had seen this one basically right when it came out. Um, Barbara Crampton, is in it. Jeffrey Combs delivers one of the best performances of his career, honestly, in it. Um, I was worried that the Onyx character was going to weigh a little heavily, but yeah. he, like, 
he knows when to pull the character back some mm-hmm. and then really get into what we know from the videos, the short videos of him. Like, I really, really like this one. I can't recommend it enough. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Jeffrey Combs's character is like so over the top and ridiculous, but he makes it work. And I'm so glad, like you said, it's hard to sometimes take a fun little 10 minute web character and stretch it to this movie. The angry video game nerd movie. If you've ever seen that, probably not. Don't bother. Yeah. (laughs) I just want to point out that a few years ago on April Fool's Day, Barbara Crampton posted a picture with her and Jeffrey Combs together and said, I'm making a new movie with Jeffrey Combs. And then later she says, oops, I didn't realize what day today was. And I thought that was just her, like, dangling the carrot in front of her face. I'm like, they won't make another movie together. That's mean. And then I'm like, oh, shit, they actually did. I'm excited. Now, I will say, you don't get any Barbara Crampton, Jeffrey Combs together. But what you do get is Jeffrey Combs and Olivia Taylor Dudley, and they are amazing together. I do love yeah. Olivia Taylor Dudley. Okay. This will be yeah, she was in that great movie, uh, Dude Bro Party Massacre 3, that you love, Greg. Splashing. Splashing. No, th- this movie will become one that I pick very soon. Uh-oh, I made Greg quit. <laughs> well, up next, we have one that, like, I don't know if the rest of you saw it. I saw it because I'm a nope. huge fan of The Ride, and I actually liked the Eddie Murphy one, uh, Haunted Mansion. I, it, was gr- it was good. I liked it a whole awful lot. My kids liked it. Yes, it's a PG-13 horror. Yes, I took my kids to see it in the theaters. They liked it. That's my wife liked it. I liked it. it. It was good. Like it was a, it was a more grown up version of the haunted mansion story, but it's not the same story as they told in the Eddie Murphy one. Fuck this. I wanted to see it. I just didn't get around to it yet. The cast looked great, so yeah, I'll check it out. I just didn't get around to it yet. It's fun. Uh, I saw. <laughs> Brett is unenthused. No. Yeah, I have no intention to see that movie either. Um, I saw The Boogeyman. It's uh, based on a Stephen King story. I saw it early on in the year. It wasn't... Eh, it was okay. Uh, dead mom and dad's a therapist and they're struggling with it. Haunted Mansion. Um, yeah, The Boogeyman... Like, The Boogeyman himself, the concept of it was cool because they don't really come out and show it to you until later in the movie. Um Nothing really to write home about, though. Nothing memorable about it. No. I'm going to see this because my niece is starting to get into horror a good bit, and she told me she loved it. So I told her I'd check it out, and I failed. But I will eventually. <laughs> it was it was fine. Yeah. Like, I won't ever watch it again. It was... Yeah. Next, we have our second Dracula appearance of the list. And this could not be any more different than Renfield... But I loved this. This was Last Voyage of the Demeter. Um, a telling of the classic Dracula story, except focusing on the part that almost all of them just skip over, the voyage from Transylvania to England. Such a good, tension-building, awesome movie. I am so bummed that this, along with Renfield, bombed, because I thought both of them were great in completely different ways. But man, I love this movie. I picked it up on Blu-ray as soon as it was released, so I could watch it again. Loved it. 
it's the year of Dracula. Also, when Greg sent us our list and who was doing what movie, I saw that I didn't get Last Voyage. I went, meh. And he went, well, I gave you Renfield. You only saw a handful of movies, and most of the ones you saw are like the Megans and the Evil Deads of it. You can't have all the good movies. It's like, fine. But as soon as you're done talking, I'm taking over. It's not like I'm the only one who speaks on it. It's just who introduces the movie. Everyone can talk about it. <laughs> No, I'd love, it's the year of Dracula. Please keep this up. Please keep the Dracula coming. Uh, you can tell the same story over and over again. I'll be there every year. But like Greg said, this was interesting because it's the voyage, which is always at the very most, you see him go on the boat, he gets off the boat and they're like, everyone's dead. Like there's the Netflix BBC Dracula miniseries that like there's a whole episode that's on the boat, but this is a full feature length thing. And it's awesome. I love it. I absolutely loved this one. Um, this one was in strong, strong contention for my top five. Because this this is the, like, I like Nicolas Cage's Dracula because I love Nicolas Cage. But, like, this is the Dracula I love. The just dark and brutal and unforgiving. Very Nosferatu-esque. Yes. Yes. Very much because he's the monster Dracula. He's not the the not the the refined Dracula, which I also love. He's the monster. And yes, I can't go see this one, you know, pick it up. Uh, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere right now, but um, yeah, watch it. Or I'll come down your chimney and you don't want that. It'll be a disaster. We're past that. We're past that. (laughs) No, I had no interest in seeing this by the trailer when I saw it in the theater and hearing you guys talk about it over this whole year. It's been in the back of my mind. I need to check this out. So eventually I'll get to it. But there's two Dracula movies in the same year. Brett from the Z has not shut up. <laughs> he hasn't. I mean, let's be real. There's usually two Dracula movies a year because he's the most portrayed character in all of film. But true. two theatrical Dracula movies is a big deal. Yeah, good ones. Not just straight uh, Dracula 2000. <laughs> up next, we have one that while not really horror, it is definitely horror adjacent. Um, I I love this one. Uh, the Pale Blue Eye, it's based on a novel about Edgar Allan Poe, not an Edgar Allan Poe story. Um, it was actually filmed not far from where, closer to where Greg and I live. Um, but yeah, Christian Bale, Gillian Anderson... I cannot remember the name of the guy who played Edgar Allan Poe, but he was fantastic. Um, I don't want to say a whole lot to, to not spoil it, other than it is a really good period mystery horror. Yeah, I did see this movie. I thought this was from last year, um, so I didn't add it on my list. It's a it's a good... It, it kind of reminds me of that movie, The Raven, if it had been good. Like the, the one they did with John Cusack. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't seen this, but it's we recorded today at 10 a.m. and I'm still tired. I thought it said Paps Blue Ribbon for a minute. Also, <laughs> was Gillian Anderson that close to me and I didn't know? Yeah. yeah. One, like, of the, like, one of the redheads? Brett, you've been in my backyard. You were less than half an hour from where that movie was filmed. Damn it! My house. I like that Brett has been to your house as well, but you make it sound to the listeners like Brett's not allowed inside. Brett, you've, Greg, you've been to my house. Brett, you've been to my backyard. I'm allowed in the yard. 
That's where he's well, supposed to Well, Brett has also been in that. The only one that hasn't been in my house from the four of us is Brandon. It's because I hate you. Well, let's honestly, let's drop. Like, they've listened to like five hours of us talking to each other and agreeing on a lot. Yeah, it's, it's called it's called for the camera. <laughs> Next up, we have suitable flesh, which was, I mean, a runaway hit. I feel this year of we got so many great people back together: Barbara Crampton, Dennis Paoli, Brian Yuzna all coming back doing this um what was supposed to be a Stuart Gordon directed film RIP um but it was so fucking good and you wanted to talk about like a fucking horny horny old like 80s horror movie this feels like it this feels like an 80s or 90s throwback that you just don't see anymore and i absolutely loved it i cannot stress enough how much you should see this and check out our interview with you with Dennis Paoli yeah all hell, Yuzna. I loved it. This this was the first movie that really gave Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey contention for my number one <laughs> spot this year. Um, and I know it sounds weird because these are two such different movies. And there were such other like mega horror movies released this year that Winnie the Pooh, that to me, Winnie the Pooh was, but this one, like you said, getting. This was getting the band back together. No, unfortunately, we don't have the lead singer anymore in Stuart Gordon, but we got everybody that we still had back together, and the magic is still there. See Suitable Flesh. You know, I don't think it's out on a physical release yet. Um, no, early early this year coming up. Early this year coming up. Um, I know you can buy it or rent it on YouTube. Do it. Watch it. So hopefully we can get more Barbara Crampton, Dennis Paoli, and Brian Yuzna together. Maybe we can bring Jeffrey Combs back into the fold. Because this was not a one of those ones where it, every once in a while you get tricked. I was like, oh, all the old guys are back. And this is going to be just like the old days. And then you're like, oh, they don't have it anymore. They still got it. They might actually have it a little better than they used to. Yeah. I think, I think we're going to watch this after it, we're done recording. You, go, uh, you'll you will enjoy it. Good. You have okay. not seen Suitable Flesh? No, that's, I, I told you. What? It's been in the back of my mind. There's a lot of these movies this year that I haven't had time to watch that are in the back of my mind. This is number see, one. On the list. Wait, 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 wait! I don't want to hear Brett say you haven't seen any movie from 2023 here. When I looked at all of our lists, and Brett's like, I saw five. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I saw 98. Which Suitable Flesh is a big one to see. That gives me like 20 points. For the listeners, I'm exaggerating. Brett saw more than five. I saw like 17. <laughs> um, up next, we had um, another movie from the greatest movie studio to ever exist, Full Moon Features. <laughs> are these people okay, real or are these you in your backyard? Like, are they these sound all, made all the movies you threw in at the last minute, are they all Full Moon? <laughs> no, no, this is the last Full Moon. Um, uh, this was... Um, this was the origin story of the subspecies series. Um, have you watched su- any of the subspecies movies, Brett? Me? No. Yeah, um, they're good vampire movies. I highly recommend oh, them. Okay. Um, kind of, almost kind of crossing Nosferatu and Dracula. Cool. Um, this this is the origin story of it. This is how Radu became Radu. Okay. 
Um, really good. Um, definitely see at least the first one before you see this one, but I would recommend watching all four before. You all right. Uh, up next, I saw No One Will Save You. I think this was on Hulu. Um, it was interesting. I I don't know if I liked it, but it was a fun, like, no talking in the house kind of thing. Alien abducts. Yeah, it was, it was okay. I loved it. I really liked it. And in fact, one, because I'm a sucker for alien horror movies, especially if you can make classic greys, like the basic alien, mm. like scary. I love it. In fact, I texted everyone, go watch No One Will Save You. And only one person at the time listened to me, and it was Corey, and him and his wife were very angry at me for ruining their movie night, allegedly. But they <laughs> ruined our night! Taste. They had bad taste. I really liked it. I thought it was great. Don't watch this movie. No, Nobody talks and there's an alien. I didn't hate it, didn't love it. I probably won't watch it again. I definitely won't watch it again. <laughs> um, up next, we have Black Demon. Um... It was a shark movie that the shark was barely in, but we got to do some promo for it, so it was kind of cool, but, like, watch it once or don't. Yeah, we're clear to say we don't like this now, right? Yeah, no. It was not. Okay. <laughs> like, there was not a whole lot of, sh- like, for a movie called The Black Demon about, you know, a resurrected megal- megalodon god shark, where the fuck was the shark? I, I saw some of it. Um, <laughs> my parents are the big ones that are into the shark movies. Like they're watching like trailer park shark and like anything. Like they love those horrible shark movies. Mom and dad liked it. I why love shark making... movies. I did not why care we... for this. Why are we still making shark movies? Like Jaws has passed its prime. Sharknado is over. We've, we've already hit the peak. Jaws will never be past its peak. And now I hate you again. No, Not I'm just saying, like, we hit, we hit the top already. We got Jaws and Sharknado. We need no more. Well, speaking of those, next we got a movie I was actually looking forward to a lot. Meg 2, The Trench. The first Meg was an unintentional schlock fest, and I actually loved that movie. It was, it was definitely a so bad it's good, unintentionally. This movie realized that, yeah. and it made for a very not fun time. And the whole first half of the movie... I realize it's called the trench. I thought that's just where the sharks were going to come through. No, the whole first half is them in these like super deep sea underwater suits through the trench and through. And there's, there's like a, I'll just say there's a villain in this movie who literally is the most cartoonish villain because she says the line, "Who cares about the environment?" <laughs> I'm like, no, no. What are you guys doing, James Bond villains from 1935? I don't know. Like, what's happening here? This is like the mayor from Tromaville, where he's like, well, we can't dump the toxic waste next to the school. They're like, yes, we can. <laughs> I've seen about 10 minutes of this movie. I think it was this movie. I don't know if it was this movie or the first movie where Jason Statham is like on the jet ski. That's this one, him on the jet okay. ski. Okay, I-, I saw about everything I needed to see of that. <laughs> like, Greg, the-, the first Meg was fun. This one realized the first Meg was fun and decided to make this one fun. Like, there were some redeeming parts. There is, like, the end was kind of cool. Uh, there's a couple good one-liners from, from Jason Statham. You're but, giving it too much credit already. No, way too much yeah. credit. It, it, I think it's a no. shock. 
Well, next up, we have VHS 85, which is a series that has me 100%. I love it. They have put the VHS film filter on the movie and make it go "Eh," every once in a while. And they have like the commercials cut in and stuff. I love this series. This one wasn't my favorite of the ones they put out. There was like the one story is really good. And then it's like they don't really I don't like how they end it kind of. But I like this movie. It's worth at least one watch. If you like the other VHS movies, I would say check it out. I liked it. I think this was bottom tier VHS for sure. Like, this was that bottom shelf stuff that, like, is under, like, the shelf where you pull up the thing and it's down there. They're Uh, digging under the shelf to put it in the hole. There was one good... Yeah. There was one good segment and one passable segment, and then the rest I did not care for in the slightest. Give it a year's rest. I know it's starting to become a tradition where they do it every year, but give it a year's rest and make a better one and do it every other year or something. If I had to deal with fucking Saul movies every single year in, like, my high school years, every single year it's fucking October, so it's gotta be Saul. No, give me one of these every year now. Make Brett happy. Brett. I would rather watch Saw 4 a hundred times than ever have to watch VHS 85 again or really any of the VHS movies. Like now granted, I will say I've only seen two. I've seen the one from last year and the one from this year. And I didn't care for either of them. I'm not going to go back and watch the other ones. Um, Saw for Halloween over VHS. Anything. Amen. <laughs> I agree with you. Up next, we have a movie called, Andyland that I watched. Um, it's about truck stop hookers and religious cults. Okay, oh, I, heard I was, was really great. concerned. <laughs> I was like, "This isn't." They just did just take the game and say, "Let's make." That's what I thought. I was kind. No, no, this is this isn't just a horror. Well, now I'm disappointed in the movie because I didn't even <laughs> think of that. Waste but of no, the title. Um, truck stop. Uh, that's all I'm gonna. Truck stop hookers and religious cults. Like that's it. Go. <laughs> I saw this written on the list, and I was really excited to see Evil Lord Licorice tearing somebody apart. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think we are going to have to make that movie now. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But yeah, um, uh, it was worth a watch. Uh, yeah. Again, kind of keeping up with that theme. Slother House. I love Slaughter. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, I love that puppet so damn much. It was so fun to watch it. And uh, the puppetry, it was all practical. I got the one part where she picks it up and his legs are stiff as fuck just sitting there. Like, it doesn't, it, it's so stupid. The pan flute music over him. Uh, anytime he's being cute. Everything after that, I don't remember. Like, just find a 30 minute <laughs> cut of everything the, the sloth pops in and you'll be good to go. Yeah, absolutely watch this movie. It's on Hulu. Um, yeah. I, I saw the title. I'm like, I should really watch this. And then Brandon actually said, he goes, dude, it was great. And I'm like, well, now I'm really going to have to, to either A, prove him wrong, or B, realize <laughs> that he actually does have a halfway decent taste in movies. And you do! Hey. This, movie was, this movie was fun. Watch it. Yeah. It's I can't one of those, believe it's, this got... Oh, go ahead. It's one of those movies that knows it's stupid and it plays it. Yeah. I can't believe this had an extended theatrical release because yeah. when like studios started pulling movies because 
no one could do press for the movies. And so then you end up with things like Slaughterhouse staying in theaters for a few weeks. It was just great. I was like, oh, hats off. But I did like the movie. I thought it was fun. 2023 it's, definitely was the year of the self-aware horror movie. Yeah. Where, like, like this one and Winnie the Pooh and bad CGI game. Like, they know what they're making and they do it well. I didn't see Slaughter House, but I do want to see it. Yeah, you, 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 you like it. Yeah. Ignore all the parts about the emojis pulling everybody's, everybody's, everybody's heads. Go ahead. Next up, I saw Murder Size which is an extremely low-budget, fun, 80s throwback, um, aerobics video gone wrong slasher, kind of? Um, lots of tits bouncing around and everything is the main premise of the movie. Um, if you watch the credits, you'll see one Greg of the Dead get thanked in it. I'm just throwing that out there. Oh, and that's why nice. this is on the list. Exactly. Yeah. Self-promotion. <laughs> and um, Ginger Lynn is in this movie. Uh, in 2023, just I'll leave it at that. And My yeah, father's favorite fun, porn star. <laughs> yeah, fun, worth a watch. Don't expect anything too great. I, I think I'm the only other one that watched this one, other than Greg. Um, the one scene where the girls just screaming at the dude to look at her tits, like had me, had me rolling on the floor for a solid ten minutes. Like I had to rewind the movie because I missed stuff. Because I was rolling Just so look hard. Look at him! Look at my dad! <laughs> the, the main. I want to point out how insane it is that the starring role is someone who was in Veronica. That just lets you know uh-huh. what we're dealing with a little bit here. Okay, now I'm in. But yeah, watch it. It's it's fun. At least give it one watch. I I don't know that I can recommend more than one watching due to uh brain cells. And you needing them. And if you're yeah. uh, robbing with horror completionist and you already have the visitants featuring Brett from the Mention Z, you have to pick up this featuring Greg the Dead in the title. Exactly. Um, up next, we have the first movie that I asked Greg to add in that is not a full moon movie. Um, it's a continuation of the uh, Hell House LLC series. Now, I don't like found footage movies, almost as a rule. Um... But this, like, I really have come to enjoy this series. This is the, uh, it says Origins, but don't watch it before you watch the other ones. Because it's the origin story, but it's also not. Wolfman Randy's been on me to dive into this series for a while. I'm going to have to soon. Yeah, this is a series I've heard about, like, people talk about. I've never watched any of them. I think, um, Hell House will, I'll probably pick the first one for Rob. Because it's definitely, uh definitely a halloween based series oh specifically the first speaking of halloween based movies we have a brand new classic this year it's Uh gonna be a watch every year for me it was just greg this is one of the ones that greg said hey you should watch this and i actually listened to him dark harvest holy shit is it good i cannot wait to watch it again i can't wait to cover it it's 100 coming this throbtober but it's just like a brand new kind of Halloween type movie. And we have, we got the misfits masks in there, but it's yeah. not like the trailer makes it look like they're like the killers. They're just, it's just, they're just in the there for some misfits Easter eggs, which 
anyone who knows me knows I love this movie. I fucking love this movie. I watched it because I was bored and I was waiting to get tires put on my car. And I was like, well, I'm going to be here for like two hours. I'll find a new movie to watch. And I watched that and I was like glued to it. I love this movie. Um, Has almost like a, what's the word? Like CW teen show cast esque, I will say, but in the best way, and I still love it for it, and the, I'll say, the villain it gives us is one I think you could do a lot with in the future. Oh, yeah. There could be a bunch of these where like the te- the teenagers feel like teenagers of like some of them are going to go do the thing and some of them are scared to do the thing, you know, like. Yeah, this this one was great. Uh, that, th- this one redeemed you from uh, no one will save you, Greg. I, this need, one made me- I needed no redemption from that, but thank you. Th- this one made me love you again and not and stop sitting outside your house at night with with, with, with a knife. I don't want Are you to stop that. It's almost like that's an unwelcome thing for you to do, Corey. Oh. What are you steal my segues for? That's like my segues. <laughs> I was going to Greg me. ever steal a line from you, Brett? I understand fight, me. Fight, fight, I understand fight, me. Fight, 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 I stole a line from you. Greg has never stolen from you, Brett. You know what? I thought of your animal attack ones earlier. I'm like, no, I'll trust Brett to make this segue. 100%. And you that did. a good one. Yeah, I know, and you didn't even let me take mine. Okay, whatever. Yeah, unwelcome. That's the next one. Brett ruined it. And you took Last Voyage from me, so there you go. Okay. Watch anyway. more movies, shit. I was unwelcome. <laughs> Is it color? No. <laughs> unwelcome was really fun. It was a Shutter original, I believe, this year. I watched it. Another, hey, I'm bored. I need something to do movie. Didn't see a trailer or anything. It's about this couple who inherits a house surrounded by little murder dwarves red caps and the most terrifying thing about it is the contractors they've hired to work on the house with a man who insists on being called daddy the whole time is more scary than the murder dwarves oh absolutely um i watched this one as well um it was a lot of fun call me daddy and like he says it in this big thick like london thug accent so it's like it's absolutely terrifying when he acts to be called daddy um i love i i guess this would kind of fall under the category of folk horror just because of of the red caps in it which are an actual creature from folk myth um yeah i highly recommend it was a lot of fun Up next, we have Amityville Death Toilet. Intern, go ahead. I did it! <laughs> no, this, this show's just descending into madness. We will have order. <laughs> Up next, we had Amityville Death Toilet. It's one I watched because I hate myself, apparently. Um, this one gives you strong killer nerd vibes in Ooh. the style used to make it um, with it did not understand the assignment when it comes to runtime <laughs> because it comes in at over an hour. Um, and there's a lot of scene, like I didn't need a four minute long scene of the toilet holding up a white surrender flag at some point. <laughs> um, but it is all practical effects on the death toilet for the, for some of it until the end. Um, I actually own some of the props that they used to make it because I bought them at the Dollar Tree and so did they. 
<laughs> um, the main character was actually the lead singer of an old hardcore band called A18. They were a straight edge hardcore band from back in the day. Who uh, he actually unfortunately passed away this year. Uh, but um, don't watch it. It's not good. Like unless you liked like Killer Nerd, it was kind of like that. I love Killer Nerd. But like, I love when he said that there was two opposite reactions. My head dropped, and I see Brett perk up over there. No, like I want to make my way through all the horrible Amityville like movies. Like I want to. At some point, we're going to start touching these on the show for sure. Like I can't. There's the one where it's the clock, and one it's a dollhouse. Like I like they start taking just thing. It's not even the house anymore. It's like Amityville candlestick. It was inside the house. Amityville. There's one called Amityville Karen now too. Yeah. So, but yeah, well, I mean, if you have a if you have some time to kill, I guess watch it. But also don't. Next up, we have Whoa, Death Rider. <laughs> I know that it's a 2021 movie. People, it didn't come out on DVD until this year. Danzig sh- tried to shop it around for like two years and no one would pick it up so that's why it had like its premiere in 2021 and it just finally came out i count it fuck you it was fun i had a great time with it i'm so glad that greg the dead bought this dvd and i got to come over and watch it with them this is definitely a watch in a group movie because greg and i had such an amazing time picking it apart and like making fun of it and stuff like i love veronica i love this like danzig is like a horror tommy wiseau the episode comes out in like a week so i won't go on too long about it but i love this i had such a fun time with this movie um and i'll say danzig has definitely improved as a filmmaker from veronica to this but Veronica's so low, that means this is still <laughs> terrible, but it's much better. I had a great time watching it. Danzig found buttons to play with. Uh, unfortunately, I watched Exorcist Believer, and I'm going to be honest, I can't even tell you what happened. I know I know they chose to sacrifice, spoiler alert, you're, you're not missing anything if you don't watch this. They chose to sacrifice like their the other daughter, and their daughter died or something. I don't know. Yeah. It was really confusing. Um, really dumb. Just watch the original. Um, but yeah, I watched this one too. Um, don't like. There's a cool scene towards the end of the movie. I guess just fast forward to that. Yeah, and you'll like that. I will say there's nothing in this to like at all. Nothing. Don't let David Gordon Green touch any more legacy sequels. I don't know how he got lucky with Halloween 2018, and I would even give him kills. But whatever happened to him between kills and ends and is stuck with them, no more movies. You don't get any. You can make your own originals, but nothing like that has a built-in fan base. You don't get to touch it. Was Danny McBride on this one, too? Yes. Him and Ryan Johnson can go live on an island somewhere where they don't get to touch beloved things. Go subvert your expectations somewhere else. Yes. Um, Up next is Kids vs. Aliens. I hated it. Don't watch it. (laughs) This was based on a VHS bit from one of the earlier movies, I know. Oh, that would explain a lot why I hated it. (laughs) Exactly. That's why I was surprised you watched it. I didn't know it was based on a VHS bit. I was bored. I'm like, oh, kids versus... Like, I was rooting for every single one of these kids to die. I was sad that the low number did. Um, Yeah, I I hated this movie. 
next. Well, next we have Totally Killer, which continues on that thing of Happy Death Day. Of It's Groundhog's Day, but it's a horror movie. This one, it's Back to the Future, but it's a horror movie. It was all right. Like the, and it's no spoiler, I don't think, because you say Back to the Future. It's a time travel horror movie. Yeah, exactly. I, I like that they don't really explain that, like, where the time machine came from. It's just there. And they do it in a way of you're like, oh, okay, sure. Like, you kind of. Yeah, you buy into it. It's kind of wacky and stuff, and it's definitely that kind of, it seems more of like a high schooler type horror movie of like, they probably had an amazing time with it. I watched it the one time, and it was okay. Won't watch it again, but I think it's worth one. <laughs> I quite enjoyed it. I'll definitely watch this again. I, I, had a, I had a very fun time with this movie. I've already watched it more than once. It was uh, I, I had a lot of fun with this one. But I like the Happy Death Days. I like Freaky. Um, I like this, so yeah. Watch this I one. Watched Don't watch once. Kids vs. Aliens. <laughs> I haven't watched it All once All right, yet. guys. From the beginning of this, this year, I saw this movie, and I've been waiting for this moment and prepping on how I would explain it, because I know this movie is not getting its own episode. It is one of the only movies, if one of you brought it to me, I will refuse and not do it. I, kn- I saw Skinnamarink, and... <laughs> I know a lot of people love this movie. Time or some fucking magazine like that gave it horror movie of the year to, and this blew my mind. So what this felt what? more like was a series of creepy TikTok videos strung together for a movie. Did any of you watch this real quick before I go on? I had no. not heard about it until your list. Thank you for telling me not, not to. <laughs> so the whole movie, Brandon, I'm not exaggerating, is, and some fucking horror snob, you don't get us. I, I shut the fuck up. Well, it's, now I have to watch it. <laughs> you won't even like it. I know it's a camera pointed at a wall, and for I'm not exaggerating, maybe two and a half minutes at a time, and then it will sink down to the floor, and then it will move over here, and a few things happen. No humans are seen on screen the whole movie. A few oh, really? shapes and toys and a television at one point. It's the worst thing in the world now i do want to say what a lot of people celebrated with this movie it is insane that a movie on this budget is made for nothing obviously made it to theaters and made as much money as it did and got as many eyes on it as it did i applaud that 100 for real i never want to see something like this again in my life i hated it i'm happy for the people who did like it even though i think you're all liars so this movie's called skinnamarink Yes. Is the sequel going to be called A Dinky Dink? Well done. And the last one's going to be um, called A Do. I love you. When I come on here, the big thing I don't want to do, because I love horror and I want to celebrate the genre, is I don't want to ever say, fuck this, don't watch it to people, because there's a, a fan for every movie out there. I legitimately cannot imagine people who do like this. Like, it's not a traditional movie in any sense of the word. I can see, like, putting it on and, like, getting freaked out with the loud noise that happens and stuff. But, like, come on. Everyone's kidding themselves who says that this is a great movie. As our resident film snob now, I feel like I have to check this out out of... Uh, I, I'd be curious. I want you to. And yeah. I don't even... I don't... Knowing you, like, this makes... To the person who likes this, A24 movies are, like, the Friday the 13th sequels to these people. They're that uh, elevated. Okay. Like, no. Fuck this. I can't take I it. I love the Holy Mountain people. Okay. Yes. Okay. Holy Mountain. But yeah, I've been waiting a year almost to say fuck this movie. 
A movie I will not say fuck you to, although you might, is uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, I really enjoyed this as a fan of the games, and I think a lot of people who are fans of the games did. Um, yeah, it's great. And Matthew Lillard, obviously, is is a great killer. Spoilers, not spoilers if you're a fan. Brett, do you notice how he went to disarm us right at the end of that? By like, Matthew Lillard, yes. he knew what we were about to say. <laughs> oh. Yes, he was good. That, and I'm married to a Five Nights at Freddy's fan where she plays the games and she watches like Markiplier or whoever it is play the games and stuff. I think she's just watching him, not actually the game. But yeah, um, she uh, watched it and she thought it was okay as a fan of the game. She was like, eh, it's all right. She didn't really have a whole lot of love for it mm. i thought it was okay as well of if you don't and if i had to done like a quick like deep dive into like the lore right before like i watched it i think i would have been way confused i think this was the highest grossing horror movie of the year right which is insane because it had a dual release on peacock like yeah, which, i want to say yeah. this, this made a boatload of fucking money and i'm happy for blumhouse with this one like they did great but like Brett kind of said with his deep dive, I, I don't know anything about Five Nights at Freddy's. And I think the fans, I'm sure, loved this movie. And by all accounts, it seems like they did. Me not knowing about it, they did not explain enough to someone who's unaware of the right. property to make it a good movie to someone like me. But I get why people who like the thing liked it. Just not my thing. It's it's a whatever movie to me. I don't regret watching it. Probably won't again. It's definitely a for the fans movie. It's not meant yeah, for, for other sure. people. I hope Which is what more. I'm sure the goal is. Yeah, like, yeah. by all means, if I was a fan, I'd be pissed if they threw in all this extra shit. I'm like, no, get to the stuff I want to see. I do hope they make the next one a little more gory, a little more, but a little more friendly to people who don't know the series. I didn't see it. I had seen Willy's Wonderland, and I'm, I'm good. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's, the only, that's the only killer animatronic movie I need is Willy's Wonderland, so. That's getting a 4K release this year. Is it? Yeah. Sweet. Um, up next, I saw one that kind of suffered the Death House curse, but not as bad. It's called Natty Knox. It's got Robert Englund in it. It's got Bill Mosley in it. It's got Danielle Harris in it. Like, I'm sold right now. Yeah. Um, How much Natty do they drink? <laughs> no Natty. There's no Natty in this movie. Um, it's kind of like a almost based on like a, a like a urban legend ding dong ditch type thing um but you're not getting chop top or otis firefly bill mosley you're getting death house bill mosley who i am here to you're getting i am here to collect a check bill mosley like to say <laughs> like the one exchange of dialogue in this blog in this movie is someone looks at bill mosley and goes what kind of cop are you and he very woodenly says, a bad one. <laughs> uh, I kind of want to see it. This will be a fun group I'm watch. Wait, I think as a group watch, yes. But as to sit down and watch it by yourself, no. That's the thing about those movies where they shove like a bunch of names that you know into the movie. It doesn't mean it's immediately. I didn't see this movie, so I can't say like exactly. But coming from like a death house type thing. Yeah, you can't just shove names into a movie without it actually being a script or like a right. story it's like oh it'll be good yeah you might trick some people into seeing it but yeah, i will say danielle harris is good in it and robert england is good in it. but like just the overarching of it it's 
like it, it's a group watch. Like get a bunch of your horror loving friends and watch it. But other than that, don't watch it by yourself. Well, next up we have a movie that got quite a lot of hate, kind of, but I kind of really enjoyed it. Is Pet Cemetery Bloodlines? Of yeah, it's not Pet Cemetery. It's not Pet Cemetery Two. Those two are so amazing. It's better than the remake, though, that they did. And I wish this wasn't in the same continuity as the remake. I wish that this was the old continuity, but whatever. Um, I enjoyed, like, there's some fun visuals of it. Like, there was the one guy that's, like, pet cemeteried or whatever you want to call it. And he's, like, standing behind, like, the dirty, like, he's on, like, the dirty porch looking through the screen. And he looks all, like, kind of demonic and stuff. It, like, distorts him. That's a cool, like, visual it's worth a watch of at least I'd want to see this again to see if it like holds up on a second watch, but I had, I liked it. It did get a physical release. I actually saw it in Walmart recently. Good. Um, yeah. But my, you know, we're horror movie fans. You see a lot of dumb decisions. This won my dumbest decision of the year award. This movie got the characters made it. This is still pretty spoiler free, but if you're in a burning house surrounded by exits, so you can leave the house, you don't say, Let's wait out the fire in the basement, gang. And that's all yeah. I'll say. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, up next, I saw it was a new holiday horror for the year. Um, it's called Sacrifice Game. It's not, there's no Santa Claus in it. It's uh, set in the, I want to say it's set in the 70s. Um Kind of a roving religious cult is involved. Um, an all-girls parochial school and a summoning ritual. Oh, so it's Go. not just—it's not another movie where it's evil Santa Claus that wants to kill people with an axe. No, no, it is not another. It's um, sad. It's one. It, it's a holiday movie, and the fact that they set it at Christmas time to explain why the school is mostly empty. I'm looking at okay. this movie. I'm looking up these movies as we go along. Who are all these YouTubers? These look like a bunch of YouTube actors. <laughs> I I think the one girl that's in it, I'm fairly certain I've seen her in something else, but it could be old man brain going, yes, I've seen that girl in that one movie that time where she did the thing with the other guy. Is Cobra in it? No. Damn it. He'd be the killer. But yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's worth a watch. Speaking of holiday horror, next I saw Thanksgiving. Man, Eli Roth is back in a great way. I didn't know what to expect going into this, and I loved it. This is him back to his gore roots and everything. And this is like in the opening, so I'm not really spoiling much. There's a Black Friday rampage that is the goriest, wildest way that I could ever imagine someone doing this scene. It's great. Um, Rest is a fun whodunit slasher. Uh, very a la scream, but no, it's it's a fun movie. Doesn't somebody like get their throat cut and they're still carrying their stuff to the checkout or something like that in the beginning? I think I saw that part. I think so. Yes, there was yeah. a lot going on during that chaos this, scene. This was based on uh, from Grindhouse, one of the commercials that yeah, he did from Grindhouse, one of the fake trailers. It? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm curious to watch this one. It's good. It's actually very good. This is one I can't wait for next Thanksgiving, so I'm allowed to watch it. Yeah. I, well, I watch it in, like, the Christmas season. So like, it still counts. I feel like I can watch the Thanksgiving movie now. It worked. What? 
just last night i was like fuck i haven't watched gremlins in like years i gotta fit this in because if i'm not i would have to wait a whole nother year again how how long do i have craig it's saw x is up next i just we've been don't we, take too long we've been on for a while. it's saw x i mean it's a it's a great return to form i think a lot of people who even kind of gave up on saw came back to it and really appreciated it give it a watch i'm looking forward to saw 11's been confirmed so we're gonna be in on it baby come on what i like the first saw and i hate two and yeah. i was like i'm not looking forward to this one and brandon goes well it takes place in between one and two so i was like fuck okay maybe gotcha, i'll like it actually actually like saw x kind of it was pretty okay um i'm one of those people that brandon had said had kind of fallen out of love with the saw series and i watched this one and i absolutely this is one of my favorite saw movies now like i love this yeah. one it's great i think a lot of that can be attributed to the returning Tobin Bell and Shawnee Smith, both of them. Everyone's kind of like favorite era of Jigsaw and Apprentice, both being in this. I loved it. Um, (laughs) We were torturing poor Brett on the way to this movie because me, Brett, and Brandon saw it together. We pulled up to his house. We're going, dun, 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 dun. And we're high-fiving at the theater and everything. But it even made Brett smile. So that should tell you, this is a good movie. I really liked this one. Tobin Bell is a good actor. And what's her name? Shawnee Smith. Smith. Uh, I liked her. I liked her as well. Those two together are great. Yeah. I hope that they figure out a way to have them stay together and make it's probably one of the dumbest things ever. And you probably agree with me of, oh, we killed Jigsaw like super early in the series. Well, that was a bad say, move. Even they are saying now that we should have waited a little bit. Yeah. I hope we get, I hope we get more Hoffman. Go ahead. Up next, we have um, another one of those. It's a uh, it's this movie, but horror. It's called "It's a Wonderful Knife." Uh, so obviously, it's 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 a wonderful life. Justin oh! Long is. Let me guess the plot of this one. <laughs> Someone says they don't want to be born, and then it's granted, and they're transported to a world where they're not born, and it's worse. It's not a spoiler if you've seen "It's a Wonderful Life," um, but Justin Long's in it. Um, Joel McHale from Community. It's. I'm going to say it's, I feel about this one the way Brett felt about Totally Kill. Okay. It's worth a watch. I don't know. It, this one probably won't go into my holiday rotation. Hello, movie house! Does Justin Long get covered or made to do something very gross sometimes? No! That's Aww. disappointing. Yeah, he does. That wig he has to wear and everything. Oh, <laughs> well, that wig and those teeth. Yeah, those fake teeth he has to wear. <laughs> But yeah, no, Justin Long comes, like I'm not gonna say nothing bad happens to him, but like compared to like Jeepers Creepers and Barbarian Tusk. and every Tusk. other horror movie, Tusk, every other horror movie he's been in, what happens to Justin Long in this one is relatively tame. Yeah, they gave him a break, poor guy. Um, well, I started this. I can't say I watched it because I didn't finish it. But man, I saw Justin Long. And I'm like. What did the costume department do to you? <laughs> yeah, that's the worst thing they did to Justin Long was the wig and the teeth. Uh, next up, we have Elder Gods, which um, is kind of a indie type movie, um, low lower budget. I and it's taking on a big story 
of it's talking a lot about the Cthulhu stuff and all that, which is extremely hard to do with the budget I feel like they had. But I like how they kind of handle it with the drawings. Because the drawings yeah. look cool, and that's a way to kind of show the different things without having to build the giant creature. Not Cthulhu. Not Cthulhu. Cthulhu stuff. Big, Cthulhu slimy, tentacly monster. No, as as a thought. Not Cthulhu. Brett, I'm with you. Cthulhu stuff. That's all Cthulhu yeah. stuff. I yeah, well, I thought it was fun. It, it's um interesting. It's uh if you want to check it out, yeah, it's I liked it. It was. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of fun. I liked it. Um, Azathoth has been considered an unfilmable and undoable creation because technically if he wakes up, all existence blinks out of, like, just goes away. It's all existence. Have him sleepwalk. That's basically, <laughs> Greg, we said no spoilers. Oh, okay. I didn't watch it. You guys saw it. I didn't get to see it. But, but yeah, it's definitely worth a watch, especially if you're a, a Lovecraft band such as myself. Well, next I saw Wolf Hollow, which was this really fun little indie werewolf movie uh, starring Felissa Rose in it. And I'll just say a estranged member of a family returns home with his college friends who are filming a movie and things don't go well once they see what his family is really like. You guys can put it together. Fun little werewolf movie. They're vampires. Exactly. Something like that. (laughs) They're creatures from the Black Lagoon. Hey, what are we going to get that remake? I know. I, I want that, that remake. It's called The Shape of Water. And, and he fucked. Hey. All right, rounded out the list. Um, spoiler alert for a little bit later on the video. My favorite movie of the year, any Ooh. genre, Godzilla Minus One, dude. It, uh, it's so nice to see Japan taking over a little bit. I, I'm so happy with Dude, I'm... I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, just the way that they determine how they're going to take care of Godzilla. It's really inventive. <laughs> it's really inventive. And I'm just like, all right, I love it. And it's the first, I think probably the first Godzilla movie where you actually care about the people. Yes. It's not just get the people stuff out of the way. Just fucking stomp them. So we I can wanted get somebody cool to monster live. fights. Like yeah. there was a minute there where I forgot it was a Godzilla movie, and I was just interested in the drama of the people. Yeah, this is basically a remake of Godzilla Two, the original is kind of the way this is set up, and done with such better. Like, as we've had time, I say we, but like Japan's had time, like to kind of process how I guess you feel more than just ten years later when they made the original Godzilla, and you've had like all this cultural impact about the tragedy and everything that happened with the atomic bomb and it made for such a sad fucking story the way they portrayed it in this one and like rebuilding only to have everything go worse you go from zero nothing to minus one because giant fucking lizard shows up <laughs> and they gave him the score do you I, you guys saw it. i had covid when you saw it so i saw it the next week when i was like, clear to go and dude i don't know what you guys were like when they play, oh. oh, and there's dude. just this giant monster walking around. I oh, let's fucking oh, go. It was great because I got to lean over and like I'd looked at Corey, and my face was all big and bright, and then Corey was like the same way, like ah. <laughs> the 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 three of us, me, Brandon, and Brett, saw this with actually with son of intern Corey because I had promised him I would take him to it. The movie's all in Japanese; it's subtitled. So, intern son of intern Corey. Can't read that fast yet, 
But even he was like, it's my favorite Godzilla movie. So, like, just the visuals alone in this movie were enough to carry it for my seven-year-old to sit in the theater and stare at the screen the entire time and really not bother us all that much. I was going to say, yeah. You... I love the one point where he goes, I'm going to learn Japanese. <laughs> and then halfway through, he leans in, what are they saying? <laughs> no, I was going to kind of say that, too, is, like, just the visual alone, even the human stuff. You can tell by the way these people are acting what is happening in the story. You don't need to know Japanese. Or be and able to read. Or be able not, to read, yeah. It's not a spoiler because it's like the picture that you see out there with everything. But Godzilla chasing the boat. And you the just Jaws see picture. how enormous he is. And he's like fucking scary. And almost, he's almost like swimming like a dragon or a snake type thing. Yeah. Like, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> and even better, apparently in Japan in theaters, they released a black and white version. Yes, oh, all that. I yeah. hope we get that on Blu-ray. So, so that's why I heard. Supposedly they're going to do a, a it's going to be on the Blu-ray, and they also did a black and white Shin Godzilla, nice. and they're going to do a special edition Blu-ray with uh, black and white and the color on. I like because let's be white. honest, Godzilla should be able. Godzilla should be seen in black and white. I love when they release high contrast versions of movies. It makes my heart happy. Yeah. All right. So yeah, we saw more than that, but that's pretty much all the ones touch on. Saw way more before than we that. get into our top fives. Uh, before we get into our top fives, here's anyone who's on the show, aside from guests I couldn't get back, uh, their number one movies of the year. What's up, Throbbing with Horror family? I'm, I'm going to say I'm part of the family. I was on one episode, and they never gave me the okay to use that verbiage, but that's the verbiage I'm going with. I am Brandon from the Are You Listening podcast. I now have to disappoint not only you, the listener, but the hosts of said podcast throbbing with horror. I may have only seen one new horror movie this year and debatable on if it's a horror movie, but I loved it and it was Renfield. So do with that what you will, I guess. I have a music podcast, not a movie podcast. Let's remember that. So I do not need to be held to these standards of the illustrious hosts and their crazy watching schedules. I have crazy listening schedules. I get it. But Renfield is my answer. Happy New Year. And long live throbbing with horror. Hello, Greg and Brett. It's your friend Jamie from Neo Trash Video. I was asked to give a quick suggestion of what my favorite horror movie of 2023 was and i can't say it was my favorite horror, favorite movie of the year but it was my most memorable movie of the year and that being renfield i was absolutely thrilled to see nick cage hamming it up as the prince of darkness himself and it just I, I personally feel that that is going to be a movie that people are going to be remembering for years to come because of just how over the top it is. I think it will be a future classic movie. But again, that's just my opinion. You can tell me to just shove off if you want to. Have a good new year. Thank you. All right. Who would like to reveal their top five first? You want me to go first? I already told my first one. Yeah, go ahead, since you've already revealed your number one. All right, my fifth was Talk to Me. I 
A24, I mean. Uh, <laughs> Evil, De- Evil Dead Rise was number four for me for the creepy mom and all of those scenes were just fantastic. Three is Infinity Pool. I actually ended up really liking Infinity Pool on a second watch. Um, Saw X, duh, um, is number two. Only number two because Godzilla minus one was so goddamn good. Um, my top, my top five, uh, at number five, I'm going to have to put Saw X. Like that one came from out of nowhere for me, brought me back into the series. I loved it. I absolutely love that movie. Um, I almost have to put it on a tie though with Onyx the Fortuitous. I really like that one. No tie. I have, okay. I won't tie that one because I have another tie. Um, (laughs) Corey's just sneaking as many movies into his top five. (laughs) Corey's got a top 10. It, it was hard. There was a, there was a lot of good ones released this year. Um, number four, I, I think I'm gonna have to put talk to me. I really, really liked that one, like more than I thought I would at all. Um, number three was Megan for me. It 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 held on all year. Um, like I said, I love if you can make a child's play thing kill something, I'm probably gonna enjoy it. Um. Number two is where I have my tie. Shut up. I don't care. It's between Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, and Suitable Flesh. Wow. Surprised it wasn't your number one. <laughs> I know. It, one of those would have been my number one had it not been for Godzilla minus one. Uh, I love that movie so much. Uh, I can't wait for it to come out on Blu-ray. Um, yeah. I mean, it, they extended it from having one weekend in theaters to being in theaters for over a month. It's still I mean, in theaters right on. now. Yeah, yeah, it is still in theaters as of recording. So it's in grossing film. Yeah. All right, my number five. It was tough, and I I wasn't giving any ties out here, Corey. So it pained me to <laughs> cut everything else off. Number five, I went Last Voyage of the Demeter. I really love this movie, so it made the top five. Number four, the biggest shocker to me because I had no expectations for this movie was Dark Harvest. Love this movie. It made it. Number three, so far on all lists, talk to me. Mm-hmm. Love this movie. And for a possession movie, fucking great, because I usually hate those. Number two, everything Corey said, show me killer child's play things. I'm going Megan. Was the first new movie I saw this year? Almost held out. One movie beat it. And I don't know what to do now that I've seen the perfect movie. But just <laughs> like you guys said, my number one is Godzilla minus one. Wow, Saw wasn't on your list. Dude, it was, it was so tough for me. Dude, Evil Dead, Saw, and a yeah, few others yeah. was so tough for me. Like, Suitable Flesh, like, oh, I gotta knock some of these off. If I had a top ten, they all would have been there. Yeah. Well, at number five, I have Renfield. I already gushed all about it. You can go back and listen to the episode. I absolutely love it. Please, if we can... I know Nicolas Cage is like, I'm only doing a couple more movies. Please have one of them be Dracula again and maybe this time have him in a serious dracula movie i think i'd like to see what he do does with that um number four sticking with dracula is last voyage of demeter i loved it it's a part of the story they always forget to tell or they don't want to it's great we finally got it um number three sneaky kind of in there and when i was looking over the list i was like yeah this has to be on the top five dark harvest i loved it it's gonna be Uh, every Halloween watch for me, for sure. I cannot wait to cover this movie. I have so much to say about it. Um, Number two, which this was my number one movie of the year for a very long time, Suitable Flesh. 
I absolutely, uh, once again, loved it. I like that it's the throwback to the old school horror that you don't get anymore. Des Paoli still got it. Number one, not being original here, Godzilla <laughs> minus one. It, it's a perfect. Shit. It's a perfect movie. It's it, it's the movie of the year. I cannot wait to see this again. I can't wait to own it. It's the best guy. It's my favorite Godzilla movie. And if you're American Godzilla people, you got to be looking at this being like, oh, fuck, we have like this Power Rangers missing. Godzilla movie coming. Yeah. And this is what's doing well. This is what people want. Fuck, it's already done. <laughs> I'm still excited. Give me all the Godzilla. Anything. Oh, yeah. But holy shit, dude, one movie swept, which I think we all like horror, but we all have fairly different tastes in what we yeah. like in yeah. horror. <laughs> So that should show you how wild it is that this kaiju movie swept all of our number ones, got number one on all of our lists. It, it just so came out. Good. It's, yeah. It this is a great time that. to be a kaiju fan. This had better dominated some uh, award shows this year, or there's going to be some rioting. I think they submitted it for consideration in all categories. They, they did. Did you see that poster? It just says for all fields. <laughs> I even like the direct, like the whole thing is like, this was made for $14 million. And there was a quote yeah. from the director. Like, I wish we had that much money. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need money. He said most, movie. he said most of that money went to like marketing and stuff. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us for 2023. Hopefully you saw these movies for real. I'm not kidding. When I say this is not just a cheap bug. Send us what your favorite was. Send us your top five list. Yeah. Cause I want to hear what the listeners thought, like what your top five horror movies from the year were. Yeah. It'd be awesome. Add some movies yeah. to my list. And Lester, you guys have anything else? Nope. I think we're good. All right. Well, we hope that the 2023 horror season has left your brain throbbing with horror. Mm-hmm.